Hello and welcome to Med School Anonymous, the podcast where we have honest and candid conversations about what it's like to be a medical student. As you probably know, medical school is full of exams, and a lot of them are really high stakes and frankly very difficult. Some exams have the power to influence our future specialty decisions, for better or for worse. In this kind of setting, academic achievement can feel very tied up with our own self-worth. I sat down with today's guest to talk about her experiences with academics early on in med school. And I'm really so thankful for this guest's ability to be self-reflective, vulnerable, generous, and have humor as she shares her story. Without further ado, let's get started on this episode of Med School Anonymous. One of the things that I think is super important to talk about that does not really get talked about very much in medical school is having academic challenges of some kind, whether that be failing an exam, failing a clerkship, failing step one, any of those types of things. I think that we don't talk about that very much. I know that this is something that you have experienced before, and I'm really grateful that you're willing to talk about it because I think it's going to be very helpful for a lot of people to hear. So I want to go back to way before med school. At this point, we've been in school for years and years and years, and we have had lots of academic time uh, and lots of potential for academic failures and successes. So I want, I'm curious to know if you had any early experiences like high school or college with academic challenges or difficulties, anything like that. I generally did okay. I remember getting a 46% on a biochemistry exam in college. Um, And I was like, man, I'm so proud of myself for getting a 46% right. (laughs) So, so hard. (laughs) But um, no, I think I was really, before med school, I think I was really anxious about school. And and I think, you know, I think I did okay in school because I was, it was always something I was like really worried about. And I don't think that's changed, but I think I just hopefully have a little bit more perspective now. (laughs) When you say you were anxious about school, how did that manifest? Did it mean you were staying up super late all the time studying or... um doing extra things, you know? I think I just spent a lot of my time studying and I don't think I was a very efficient studier. I think I think I felt like how prepared I was for something was probably more of like how much time I spent on it rather than like the quality of the time that I spent on it. Um, and I think part of that was because I was anxious about other things in life and school just feels like a productive way to like spend your time, even though everything's in balance. Like if it takes up too much of space and time in your life, it's not productive. Yeah. When you got that 46% on your biochemistry exam, you know, you made a joke about getting 46%, (laughs) right, which I do give you credit for totally. And I do, having taken biochemistry, it is hard. Um, But how did you move on from getting that score? And, you know, did it make you think differently about things? Or was it just kind of a one time blip? Um, so so many. So that class that I took, it had four exams and you got to drop your lowest score. And the final exam was cumulative. And I was like, hopeful. I was like, maybe my other exam scores aren't that great. Like, maybe if I do well in this final exam, then like things look, I'll bring up my grade or whatever, which my grade was fine. It wasn't terrible. But I remember I was trying to look over notes like the day of my exam. And I just had like a bunch of other exams and it wasn't You know, it was becoming increasingly clear to me that this biochem exam wasn't going to be like the saving grace of my biochem grade. (laughs) And I remember one hour before my exam, I was like, what am I doing here? This is stupid. And I took myself to Wendy's. I was like, I got a four for four. And I was like, enjoyed it. And then I went and took my exam and I got a 46%. (laughs) 
So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, you just found a way to enjoy the experience and that's okay. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> that's awesome. So overall, college went okay. Grades weren't too much of a challenge or an issue, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I, I worked really hard, but I think I felt like my hard work was bringing results that I felt good about. And I think that just like did not happen in medical school. Yeah. What changed when you came to medical school from an academic perspective? We were all online and, you know, libraries weren't really open because we started school in summer of 2020. And I had always been a class goer. I always, even throughout college, I always went to class. Like even when my lectures were recorded. I just felt like it was really helpful. I don't really have the, I'm not very good at using unstructured time. And so I think when I went to classes, it wasn't like, oh, I have to watch this lecture and oh, I have to like do this, whatever. It's like, you're already kind of on top of the material or you're, or you're aware of what is coming kind of. And it just was, it was terrible. I don't even know how to <laughs> describe it other than just saying it was horrible. And the information was just coming so fast. And we started with really, really micro sciencey stuff. And that has never been my strong suit, and I think I just felt left behind so fast, and I just couldn't catch up. And I and I think I really struggled with not being able to spend the amount of time with the material that I felt like I needed to to learn it. Um, like even I would think back to like weeks that I in first year when you would just have like you know like six lectures on like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and like three on Friday or whatever, and I would spend all week like on the first six lectures because I was like I need to know the detail like there's just so much to know and I and then by the by Friday would come around and I was like I still have like 20 lectures to watch like what have I been doing all week you know so it's I think that was what I really struggled with was like managing my time just the amount of information and feeling like strategies study strategies that I used before just like weren't applicable to medical school Mm. what kind of study strategy things well I think I really liked to take my own notes in undergrad like I would revisit lectures and kind of go through them and like write out things I thought were important and then revisit them and there's just like not I just the way that I'd done things before I just like really felt like there wasn't enough time and things just felt there's just so much coming at you so fast like I never used Anki before that was something that people like talked a ton about and I was like I don't even know what this is like I don't even know how to like one of my roommates had to sit me down and like help me install it on my computer like that's where I was coming into this experience yeah so I just like really didn't even know what to do and I just felt so lonely and I lived with three other med students who I think had a, you know, it was all very hard for us in our own ways. And I'm not saying this to like invalidate their experience, but I mean, I felt like I didn't, I went into every single quiz and exam, like not knowing if I would pass or if I would fail. And I, I don't think my roommates had the same experience. I think sometimes I just was like, God, I'm so alone. Like, I don't, why is this so easy? And which it's not, it's not easy for them. They worked their butts off. We all had our own struggles and one year, but I just was like, why can I not get there? And they're getting there. Yeah. I hope it's okay to ask this, but what was the first time that you did fail a quiz or did not pass a quiz? So I think I passed the first quizzes of M- the first two quizzes of M2 year. I failed the third quiz. I failed the fourth quiz. And then I like barely squeezed by the block exam, like just barely um and I guess to be clear with our curriculum you can take the first quiz and if you don't pass you can take a second quiz at the start of the next week and if you pass that 
second quiz at the start of the week, your earlier quiz score gets dropped. Did you utilize the quote unquote second chance quiz? Every single week I did. (laughs) So we could take our quizzes anytime from like Friday afternoon to Sunday night at like 10 p.m. or something. And I would just like panic, panic, panic all week, all weekend and then take it like Sunday night at 10 p.m. basically. And then a lot of times I wouldn't pass the first one and then I would have to like run it back the next day and take it which I would at like 10 p.m. on Monday and then I was already like a day behind in lectures I just felt like this horrible cycle of like I can't catch up and some nice things for like my roommates and friends was like if they could take the quiz on Friday or Saturday then they would like have Sunday to kind of like get their life together and all that stuff and I was just like I think I felt so scattered in like all aspects of my life yeah just not having the extra time yeah and it's and I think you know looking back hindsight's always 2020 I was like you know I could have been so much better at using my time but it just like really wasn't my strong suit and I think I just I think probably the hardest part was when I was so worried about just like week to week quiz to quiz like passing it that um like things that were really important to me and like made me feel like myself were always like the first to go and I just think I was like really not good at maintaining friendships and um like keeping up with hobbies and I think that made like this problem with school so much more big in my mind because I was like I don't really have these other anchors that are like oh no like you like to do this stuff this is who you are that you do this it's this is not just school it's that's not the only thing you have and then it just like so quick so quickly became like the only thing I had and I, and I was terrible at it so I was like this sucks <laughs> yeah yeah gosh that's really really difficult yeah and then I when we went into the second block or the second unit I think we had two quizzes. It was a shorter block. It was a short block. I think it was a month of total time. It was the shortest one of our first year. So yeah, two quizzes sounds correct. And a a final exam. Oh yeah. So And also for block one, the first block, I took the final exam at like the last possible minute. So I started taking it, I think at like midnight and like took it. Or no, I think I started at like 10 p.m. I don't know. And like I took it until like midnight 30 basically and I remember like texting all my roommates I was like I passed like it was a, it was a big deal because we didn't know if I was gonna you know do it and to be clear I don't think I passed the exam but I got what I needed to to pass the block which that's all I needed to do hey that's all you need um, the whole thing was pass fail yeah but the second block was immunology pharmacology and I failed both quizzes both second chance quizzes and the final exam in rather spectacular fashion like it wasn't close <laughs> It was not close at all. Yeah, it felt it felt horrible. I don't even know. I, I remember watching immunology lectures and I wish I was skilled in the languages, but I was like, I'm not. I unfortunately only know English. Um, but I remember watching the immunology lectures and I'm like, I feel like I'm trying to learn another language right now. And that's not true, but I genuinely felt I remember calling my parents and they were like trying to offer me like study strategies, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I cannot even orient myself to like anything that's going on here like you could drop me in the middle of a lecture that I just watched like show me a slide of a lecture that I just watched and like I could not tell you a single thing about it or at least that's how I felt maybe I could have but that's how I felt yeah and I remember failing the final exam and just like crying myself to sleep like it's so sad but I just remember like texting my like my roommates and my parents that like I I didn't do it which it was a really big long shot like I had not passed any of the quizzes up till this point so that really would have been like a you know a hail mary or like a miracle <laughs> but um it still just felt so terrible yeah and i and i i didn't even know what to do because it's like i couldn't go to anybody's like office and talk about it you know i didn't 
And I had been in touch with like my house counselor, who is kind of like a, your advisor person. And she was so lovely to me. And we had met and kind of talked about it. I was like, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to study. I feel terrible about myself. And she was really helpful to me then. So we kind of knew what was happening, you know, and I wasn't super alone. But I just remember like seeing my score pop up and being like, oh, God, it actually happened. You know, because if you pass the block, then you pass the block. It doesn't matter if you failed any of the quizzes. But I was like, oh, no, I really. Yeah, I really did not. Yeah. yeah. In a, yeah, in a rather yeah, like I said a rather spectacular fashion. I think I got like 40% on the quizzes. Like it was not it was very much not close. I was not within throwing distance of of a P. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, the reason you couldn't go to somebody's office is because of COVID, right? You mean like you could zoom with people but you couldn't go yeah. somewhere in person? Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's really hard to like talk about something that feels so vulnerable over zoom i think that was really hard like i remember even like a month later so i met with one of the deans who was very very nice to me but i just remember just being like i have no idea it just felt really it didn't feel tangible i mean she was super nice to me but i was also like i i just still felt so alone like with the support that they were like very kind to connect me with but i just remember meeting with the dean and i just was just like crying and i was like i i know where i need to get but I have no idea how to get there and like while this was all going on I was like meeting with the learning specialists like I was you know shadowing people in the hospital even even in like peak pandemic because they were like something we got to get this girl something has got to click for her you know what I mean because I just was so clearly like not meeting expectations well and it sounds like they were trying to give you a little bit of a better experience too in terms of being able to shadow someone and just feel connected at all to the material that we were learning yeah because that was the thing too i was like i have no yeah and like when i think about failing that block they break it down into like content areas of like which ones you need to remediate and they usually throw in some like evidence-based medicine questions to like hopefully you know beef up your score a little bit which they've never ever beefed up my score but i i failed every single content section of that block like i failed histology evidence-based medicine pathology immunology and pharmacology yes that was that was every single content area (laughs) so i was like it's not even like i got one of them like i i couldn't get any of them yeah Um, like a double blow yeah a double hit (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and then it was just right into the next block when i and i failed the first quiz of the next block and it was just like i don't think i had a pass for like two months (laughs) yeah that's a yeah. really difficult cycle to be in when you're you're taking the quiz, you're studying up to the very last second, trying to make it work, and there's just kind of not enough time in the day to make it work because you're yeah. kind of behind, behind, behind. How did you break out of that cycle? Or what changed eventually? You know, honestly, I don't really know if much changed. I mean, the whole year just felt terrible, honestly. It just felt so horrible. Um the third block even out of six i only passed it with the curve like i didn't pass it i think they curved it like two percent or something and i was able to pass then i think after the second block we were getting into more like clinical information which i think was just like genuinely more interesting and easier to grasp so i think that was really helpful um i think around that time we started having more in-person stuff so i think we also had anatomy in person by then which was really really helpful because I had an awesome anatomy instructor, an awesome anatomy partner, and it just was like a lot of fun um, and connected things in a way that I just like was not getting, you know, streaming lectures from home. 
Um, we also had more um, small group sessions with like clinical cases and those were all on Zoom, but I think those are really helpful too. But I mean, for the rest of the year, I still took the quizzes at the last possible minute. I think every single quiz or exam that I ever took first year just felt like a kind of like a flip of a coin of like, am I going to pass this? I hope so. I don't really know. It just really kind of rocked my self-esteem. Like even now, I just don't even really know if I feel that like intellect or like clinical knowledge is like something that I bring to the table, you know, and I think things got a lot better in clinical year because you're just using different skills. Like it's way more about communication. It's way more about kind of like reading a room and talking to patients and that kind of thing. And so I think that was really helpful. But I think still to this day, I remember like going back and having to study step one stuff. And I was just like, there's no way that I can do this because I have every single data point that I can't do this. Like looking back at my quizzes from the M1 year, they like put them on a graph and you're like learning portfolio or whatever. And mine are always like green, red, green, red, green, red, green, red, 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 of like red being I didn't pass, yeah. green being I passed. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's so difficult. Also, the strange way that med school is even set up in the first place is that you are learning and forgetting, learning and forgetting, learning and forgetting. And it does kind of feel terrible when you have to go through the cycle of forgetting something or maybe you feel like you didn't learn it very well in the first place because there wasn't a lot of time to learn it or you had to prioritize other things. Um, and then inevitably it comes back later and it's very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think that's one of the strengths of having that cycle is that eventually it's kind of like the Swiss cheese model. Like what you forgot last time, you might pick up this time and you might forget other things. But eventually you'll have like a whole slice of cheese. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally. Ideally. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over over the course of years and years and years yeah. of <laughs> that cycle. But yeah can't even put into words how much that sounds like it was a difficult year. I'm curious, did you connect with any other students about this? Was this something you felt comfortable talking about with other people? Yeah, well, I <laughs> I feel I felt so incompetent and so terrible about myself that I was like no one can figure out this information on their own. I have to tell them because my worst fear is that like I'm I'm just trying to go about my daily business and someone recognizes like how much I'm falling short of expectations. You know what I mean? So I think it was less like, oh, I'm so comfortable with myself and my failures. I'm going to tell everyone it was more like, oh, no, everyone needs to know so that my ineptitudes are disclosed on my own terms. Right. So that's I don't even know if that makes sense, but I think that's the way that I went about it. I know. I understand what you mean. You're using it as like a defense mechanism yeah. in a way as if I, I if I share it, it's better than somebody else finding it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was probably how it started. And I think so I feel like I told everyone and their mom that I was just like failing courses left and right. Did that feel good? Did that feel bad? I think it ended up feeling good overall because I ended up meeting up with some people who also had a similar experience, which I don't think I would have if I hadn't been so open about it because it's it's a really hard thing to tell someone and I also think the year that you're kind of adjusting to medical school you're meeting all these people you're like I think I really would have struggled with imposter syndrome and I did really struggle with imposter syndrome but I think I really still would have struggled even if I wasn't failing courses I think it's just like a really hard adjustment um but sometimes I would tell people and they would be like oh like that's okay, you know, or it just doesn't, sometimes, you know, whenever you disclose information that feels really personal to you or vulnerable, sometimes you just don't always get the response that you wanted. But there was a couple of people that were just like, yeah, I, the same thing happened to me. Let's talk about it. Um, and people were so nice to me. There was an M4, I might even 
cry talking about this, but she, I told her and, um, she met with me like once a week the summer when I was remediating the block and she like tutored me for free and, um, like made me these study resources. Um, and she also just like taught me about like strategies of like how to feel like strong and empowered, like when you're taking a test and it sounds so silly, but like things like power poses, like she taught me how to like put my hands on my hips and like puff out my chest and be like, no, I can do this. Or like, just like take a moment for myself to try to like kind of get myself out of whatever spiral I was <laughs> having in a test, which was really helpful. But I just think that like, I'm just so grateful to her. Like that was so amazing. And it's something that I never would have gotten if I didn't talk to people about it. Yeah, that's so wonderful. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Uh, I think, yeah, sorry, I'm just like sitting here crying thinking about it because it like truly felt meant so much to me. I really just felt so alone all year. And because I think like our interaction, our social interactions were like kind of limited. And I also think that, I don't know, I just think friendships in medical school can be really hard. And I remember even like talking to some of my friends, and they'd be like, well, just like work harder. And I was like, well, that's mm. like not not helpful working for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And also, I think like, so we started our first year in July, we finished in um, what, like July, but then we had six weeks off or something. Yeah. Okay. So that six week was when I redid the block or summer break. Yeah, our summer break. And I think I felt super, super alone. And one year in terms of like how much I was struggling and that I didn't really feel like I could. It was really hard to reach out for help. Not in the way of, like, it's hard to ask for help, but it was just, like, hard to find help that felt good. Like, I felt like when I was an undergrad, like, going to office hours was really helpful for me, but they, like, didn't really have those. Like, and I felt like even so much, I didn't really even know enough to, like, have a question. And so then I would go to things and just get super overwhelmed because I felt like people were just, like, leap years ahead of me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when I was redoing the block, part of the remediation process is, like, reaching out to all the content leads and, um, like, going over your exams, going over your weak areas and, like you know, making a study plan for next steps. And I, every single content meeting that I went to, I, I cried in, um, on zoom, you know, as, as you do. And, um, cause it just felt so terrifying and so overwhelming. And I was just like looking back at the material and I was like, immunology, like, I don't even know where to start. I, yeah. So I cried in like every single meeting, which I, I mean, I knew going in that I was going to cry. It's fine. Um, but in particular, the pharmacology content lead, like he met with me on Zoom for like one to two hours every single day for like two weeks, which, yeah, again, I might cry talking about this because it just was like so nice. And it was just so wonderful. Like he went through lectures with me like slide by slide and he would like give me an assignment of what to do for the next meeting the next day so I could like stay on top of the content. Um yeah, he was like really understanding what your needs were and like and yeah. meeting them. And also even like even just like aside from the content review, like he was just like so kind to me in a way that I hadn't really I think I just hadn't had an opportunity to like access. I think everyone that I met with throughout the year was like very nice, but I think it was just yeah, he was just so wonderful. I yeah, I, I can't even believe how wonderful he was. And I think that was really helpful, too, because I think it helped me feel like more connected to the school. And I was like, oh, when I reach out and ask for help, it results in something that's actually helpful. And, you know, I felt, spent this whole year feeling so alone. And 
Which I don't want to say that was only my problem. Like, I think it was. I think it was just like really hard to do school from home. I think it was a problem for everybody. But I think when I say alone, I think in terms of more like I'm struggling so much just to like maybe meet expectations. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that somebody was finally there for you in a way yeah. that really made a difference and helped yeah. you in a concrete way. Yeah. I mean, he was so wonderful. I I think this story is just really sweet, so I'm just going to tell it. But we we spent a lot of time together over Zoom, me and this pharmacology professor. And I remember after, so after I took my remediation exam, we had like a med school, like mini Olympics or something where like faculty came and like refed soccer games or whatever. And I saw him from afar and I was like, do I go in for the hug? Like, I'm a hugger. I was like, I've never met this man in person, but we spent a lot of time. Like, he's been so kind to me, like, blah, blah. And so then I went over to say hi. And before I even had to, like, you know, do the awkward, like, arms open, arms, whatever, blah, blah. And I remember even asking, like, you guys, my friends, like, should I go for the hug? And everyone was kind of like, I don't know. And then I like, I went over to see him. And before I even got there, he just, like, arms open wide, gave me this big hug. And, and I was like, I took my exam. And it was just, it was so nice. I was just like... Yeah, I just felt that was just like very, very kind of him. And I think it was like a lesson to me of like what can happen when you ask for help. Like it doesn't always happen, but like when it does, it really is helpful. Yeah. Well, and to your credit, because I know that you won't say this about yourself, but you not only took the remediation exam, not only passed the remediation exam, but you did extremely well on your remediation exam. thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it was so... I mean, you worked very, very hard. And uh, I know that you had a lot of help that was helpful, but that you worked very hard and you earned that result for yourself. Thanks. Yeah, I... um yeah, I think I feel really lucky. So all of the all of our exams that we took first were multiple choice and the remediation was short answer, which I remember telling people that and they were like, oh, God, I would never want to take a short answer exam. And I was like, I felt like really relieved that it was a short answer exam because I was like, I felt like sometimes the questions first year were just, I just couldn't figure out which ones. So I'm like, I know some stuff. Like, it's not like my brain is empty. I'm just like, I'm really having a hard time kind of like figuring out where they're leading me or like what I'm supposed to be taking away from like the question stem or that kind of thing. And I think on the remediation exam, I just like information dumped. I was just like, huh. so maybe I didn't learn it. Maybe because maybe I don't have like the application part. Maybe I just have the knowledge. But I, I hey, stop it's trying, fine. It's stop fine. It's trying fine. to discount yourself. Yeah, but I, I will not let you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Well, I was so nervous. I remember after taking it. Yeah, this is funny. But I we had this whole celebration plan that I was going to meet you guys at the movies, and I missed half of the movie because I took my exam took me so long. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really I nice. Forgot about Sorry, that. you can take that out if you want. I just no, thought that was really so funny. Sweet. Yeah. What movie was we it? We saw Free Guy. That was Free Guy. Yeah, and I just remember walking oh. into the theater, and you guys were all just like, ah! <laughs> it was so nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? I like really, really, really remember that night. That was fun. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So my doctoring faculty, I had like told her about this. I just remember like. I got the email that I passed the remediation. We were on like a class wide Zoom and I couldn't stop smiling. Like I remember like texting everybody that like I passed, I passed, you know, and everyone, I had to like turn off my camera because I was like smiling so much. I was just so relieved. And then I got to like send my emails to like my doctoring faculty and all the people who had helped me out the remediation. And they were all like, ah, and I, it was just really nice. It was a sweet full circle moment. Yeah, it was just really Aww. great. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. Past M1 year. When you were going forward into, you know, M2 and M3, obviously there are still exams, but they're a lot different, you know, in terms of how many in M2 and M3, it's a lot less frequent. But 
in M2 and M3 year, did you find that you had the same struggle with exams? Um, Did something change for you? What was that kind of like moving past M1 year? That's a good question. I... I think I still struggled with exams in the sense that I think I was always like at or below the mean for my shelf exams. But for me, being at the mean is like crushed it. You know, like I I know what it's been like to be, you know, two standard deviations below the mean. So I I think things got a lot better because I my time was a little bit more occupied. Like I, I felt like when I was studying, I was like making the most of my time instead of just like getting really into like the nitty gritty or the things that I couldn't we're not going to reap the most rewards from studying. Um, Cause I think I talked about that a little bit, just like not totally understanding like what I was supposed to be focusing on in one year or like, and I think it was also helpful to like see some of the stuff clinically. So like have a kind of a frame of reference of like, Oh yeah, I remember seeing a patient who had like CF and I remember they got these vaccinations or these, whatever they were on these medications or something. So I think that's really helpful too. That was really helpful. And I think also part of it was that, I think I just had a little bit more security of like, oh, it's going to be fine. Like, I'm going to fail stuff and it's going to be fine and I'm going to figure it out. And I think that was nice. Yeah. Just having gone through a remediation experience and understanding that failure is not the end of the world. Yeah. There is something you can do about it. There are steps. There is support. People want you to pass. Yeah. The med school will put on this thing where they have people like practicing physicians in the hospital or upperclassmen med students or whatever get on Zoom. Well, I guess maybe it's in person now. But they were doing this thing for a while where they were on Zoom and they would like talk about failures that they had in their career or like times where they felt really, really terrible or whatever and just like talk about personal professional failures. And I went to every single <laughs> I went to every single one religiously. Um because it was just really helpful to see like people who I trust, like people who have taught me, like people who I know are awesome, like as like upperclassmen mentors or as students like really are just wonderful. I'm like, they've all failed things too. Like it's okay. I think it's hard to get this far, this be this many years in a school and having not failed something. I mean, people, people do it for sure, but not me. <laughs> people fail. People get through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. part of it too. I think I, I don't know if I touched on this at all, but I think I felt so much like guilt and shame of really struggling with material that would potentially like influence an ability to care for someone. I was like, what if I get to med school and I barely pass everything and I don't know enough to like take good care of someone and I make a terrible mistake and blah, blah, blah. That's a really tough spiral to get out of, but it's not helpful. It's really not helpful. <laughs> um, and you're not alone when you're learning, you know, you have people to call and yeah. And you can't know all of it when you leave medical school. No, it's just impossible. We're constantly, constantly learning not understanding well enough, relearning, yeah. practicing in real life, figuring out what parts we didn't know when we thought we had learned before, but actually yeah. we didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of that. Do I know what the Babinski reflex means? I really... I plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to thank you for coming on and being really open about all of your experiences that were really really tough and you had to be very brave and really put yourself out there a lot of the time and now you're choosing to put yourself out there to other people you know who might be going through the same thing and I just think it's so generous and kind and good-hearted of you to you know be willing to do that and so I just want to say thank you for saying all that you've said thank you I am I like truly think the best things that happened to me in one year were like people supporting me when I was really honest about my shortcomings and where I had failed. And like, I would never have 
had that if I hadn't been honest about it. And I think even like when I was an M2, I connected with an M1 who failed the same block that I did. And I was like, oh, like coming full circle. Like hopefully I was helpful to that person. Yeah, I think it's just really hard to be a learner at any age. It's very vulnerable and it's really hard. It's hard to admit that it's hard, but it was really hard. It's hard for everyone. It was hard for me in a lot of ways. And I just don't want people to feel alone. You're all going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we can celebrate the fact that we are here. It's the last year of medical school for you. And, you know, despite some of those things that happened earlier on or along the way, like you you are here and you have done amazingly well and you are prepared to take on the next step. So you did it. Thanks again to our guest for sharing her story. And thank you for listening. If you're struggling with academics, know that you are not alone and help is available to you. And please remember People can call or text 988 or chat 988lifeline.org for themselves or if they are worried about a loved one who might need crisis support. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time on Med School Anonymous.